The e-resource of this episode is Lightbox. Lightbox brings learning to life with hundreds of interactive books online for grades K through 12. Topics cover science, social studies, language arts, and more. Each title has a suggested reading level, K through 10, an interest level, K through 12, and some titles are also provided in Spanish. Go to jocolibrary.org slash research slash lightbox. There are those super funny, like squirt milk through your nose funny uh, memoirs, and then there are also those hauntingly heavy and deep memoirs. Joko Library Uncovered. Hey, Charles. Hey, Dave. Happy Mother's Day. It's not (laughs) Mother's Day. Wrong. Every day is Mother's Day. At least in some small way, it should be. Think of all that mothers do. Inspiring. Supporting. Loving. Caring. Nurturing. Educating. Helping. Selflessness. Sacrifice. Managing. Empathy. Being patient. Accepting. Parenting. Generosity. Kindness. Trusting. Consistency. Reliability. Resiliency. Resourcefulness. Honesty. Empowering. Humbleness. Authoritativeness. Being responsible. Being just plain awesome. All while often holding down a full-time job as well. (laughs) Moms, we salute you. And we devote this episode to momoirs. And what's a momoir, you ask? Well, a memoir, as you know is essentially a personal account of memories. It's narrative nonfiction. Right. So a memoir is a personal account of memories from a mother's perspective. It's also another collection deep dive, and Greg is back hosting a discussion with Kelsey and Caitlin about a genre worth your time and attention, memoirs. But first, a bit of news. Library news. Hey, Greg. Hey, Charles. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing great. Thank you. Well, happy to have you back again with another collection deep dive. What are we talking about today and who do you have with you? Absolutely. Uh, First of all, thank you and Dave so much for inviting us in to do these collection deep dives. We've really enjoyed them. Uh, And if anybody out there hasn't listened to them, you can go back uh, at uh, jocolibrary.org slash uncovered to go to our previous episode with all the book lists of all the topics that we've come to discuss. But we are going to wrap up our season with a uh, discussion of memoirs. These are not memoirs per se, but these are kind of like biographies and nonfiction works and essays written from the point of view of mothers and concerning motherhood. Now, Charles, this may shock you. I am not myself a mother. Oh, okay. But uh, there's a there, the topic of motherhood is universal. Whether yeah. or not you uh, you are a mother, you have a mother, you might be a mother in the future, or you've had somebody in your life who, who's played that role, motherhood is extremely important. Uh, and something we cannot get wait to get to in the deep dive today. But before, let's go ahead and introduce our guests. Hi, Greg. My name is Caitlin Perkins, and I am an information specialist at the Corinth branch in Prairie Village. I am a mother of two adorable and very high-energy kiddos. My son, Nick, is uh, an almost six-year-old who just started kindergarten, and he loves all things dirt and nature and science. And my daughter, Annabeth, is two and a half, and she is super nurturing, um, just like a little natural mother hen, slightly bossy, um, but just the perfect counterbalance to my son. 
Uh, welcome back to the pod, uh, Caitlin. And uh, who else do we have joining us today? Hi, uh, my name is Kelsey Raper. I'm also an information specialist at the Corinth location. Um, I'm a mom of twins, two six-year-old girls who could not be more different, and a stepmom to two of the very best teens. Our house is as chaotic as you're imagining that it probably is, but I'm really, really lucky to have these kids. Well, we're lucky to have you here uh, to talk about these uh, this topic. So, Caitlin, let's go ahead and get started. What about this topic really draws you in? Why memoirs? Well, I just want to start by saying the obvious that uh, motherhood is hard. And I will be inclusive. I will say that parenthood is hard. Um, but today we are going to specifically be talking about those memoirs, those motherhood memoirs. Uh, so when preparing for this podcast, uh, Kelsey and I realized there are really so many different types of memoirs. There are those super funny, like squirt milk through your nose funny uh, memoirs. And then there are also those hauntingly heavy and deep memoirs. Um, there are books about the struggles to conceive and the yearning to become a mother. There are stories of pregnancy and those in and of themselves can run the gamut from being hilarious to absolutely terrifying. Um, and then there are memoirs about parenting through every stage of life. Um, and then there are also tributes to one's own mother, as told by their now adult children. Uh, so given this huge variety, Kelsey and I are going to try to dabble into several of these uh, subgenres just to give you a taste of what is out there and to hopefully get you interested so that you seek out more. Absolutely. That sounds great. Let's go ahead and get us, get us started. What is the first one that you'd like to talk about today? So when you're in the throes of motherhood and that can sometimes literally be like the throws. Sure. Um, it can be hard to see the humor in your experiences, but more and more moms are opening up and writing about the tragically like comical struggles um, and mishaps and almost like unbelievab unbelievably absurd misadventures um, that they have survived. And a lot of these have some like fabulous titles, things mm -hmm. like Ketchup is a Vegetable. Yes. And Moms Who Drink and Swear, uh, Confessions of a Slacker Mom, and my personal favorite, I Heart My Little A-Holes. <laughs> um, so th those are literally titles of some books that are out there. Uh, but the one I'm going to be talking about is called I'll Show Myself Out, and it's by Jesse Klein. It came out about a year and a half ago. And for those who are not familiar with Jesse Klein, she is a stand-up comedian and writer um, for shows like SNL and Inside Amy Schumer. Uh, and I'll Show Myself Out is her second book, and it's written in essays. Um, Jesse Klein has a special way of writing that makes it feel like you are having a conversation with a friend um, rather than reading her one-sided account. Um, and I'm just going to put in a little plug here for essays and short stories as a genre um, when you are knee-deep in the parenthood, because let's be honest, who really has time to do any reading? Um, but essays are the perfect way to like actually complete an entire work in one sitting. And that can feel oh so satisfying. So you have like these bite sized, you know, uh, stories or bi biography moments that give you that. Uh, but they're not so long that they'd take an entire evening to, to read. Exactly. OK. Um, so going back to Jesse Klein and I'll show myself out. Um, these essays are like what I call mini tragic comedies because they dive headfirst into some of those um, really challenging topics um, that don't get a lot of face time in most parenting books, things like uh, what it's like in the immediate aftermath of having a baby um, and postpartum depression and some of those career and marital struggles that happen as a result of motherhood. But because she's a comedian, she is able to bring humor and humility to these topics um, so they don't feel quite so heavy or overpowering. Um, and the essay that sticks out to me the most in my memory is the very first one in the book that Jesse Klein uh, titles The Hero's Journey. Uh, and it 
so perfectly describes that relentlessness of motherhood of always having to choose to be there and present with limitless, like uncondi- unconditional love. Um, and some of the most affirming moments for your kids when they are sobbing or hysterical over something as trivial as like the cereal being wrong. Mm-hmm. And the mother has to choose um, to take the high road. And that is the hardest moment for the mother, but it can be the most satisfying for the kid. Mm-hmm. And I actually cried when I read that essay. And then I went and read it to my husband. Um, he wasn't quite as affected by it as I was. Sure, yeah. Um, but he still even understood the message. That's great. That one was I'll Show Myself Out by Jesse Klein. Kelsey, do you have a, a memoir that kind of treads that line between humor and insight? Yeah, um, I have The World Deserves My Children by Natasha Leggero. Um, Natasha Leggero is an actress, a stand-up comedian and writer. She's written for shows like Chelsea Lately and networks like Comedy Central. Um, so she does a really good job you know, combining the seriousness of motherhood with being able to like pick out the humor in it. Um, This book is also written essay style, which as Caitlin said, is at least for me, it's probably a preferred, you know, way to read. Um, Absolutely. Parents are so busy and it's so much easier to take in small chunks Mm -hmm. of a book at a time and not Mm -hmm. feel like you're missing things, Um, you know, between doling out snacks and driving children around and all (laughs) of those kinds of things. Um, Natasha Leggero writes really well, really poignantly and hilariously. She talks about being unsure at first whether or not she even wanted children. And then when she and her partner did decide to have children, going through a geriatric pregnancy, which that term makes me want to throw up, but it is what it is. Um, And how parenthood changed the dynamic between her and her partner, the help she needed to get by, and the fear that can come along with being a parent as well. I bet these books are going to be great on audio as well. Oh, for sure. Um, Natasha Leggero's The World Deserves My Children is available as an audio, and she reads it, which makes it even funnier. Absolutely, yeah. Could you uh, give us another title that might be slightly more into the introspective um, range, but uh, in the same ballpark? Yeah. um, The next one I want to talk about is called I'm Supposed to Protect You from All of This by Nadia Spiegelman. Um, Nadia is is the daughter of... Editor and publisher Francoise Mouly and Art Spiegelman, who yeah. made Mouse. Yeah, the, the, graphic, the novel. graphic novel. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, she acknowledges in the book that it is very similar to what her dad did with Mouse because he interviewed his father and wrote about his experiences. But I'm supposed to protect you from all this really focuses on the author's relationship with her mother and her mother's relationship with her mother and how those intergenerational relationships impact each other over time. Now, from what I understand, uh, the the author, you know, kind of heard things about her mother and then went and interviewed the grandmother who had a completely different perspective mm-hmm. on all the items that her mother, you know, had. And so you get the, that interplay between memory and uh, the perspective of somebody else who was a parent during that time. Yeah, absolutely. There is a part of the book where um, the author's mother has come back from a vacation to find that her mother is gone, like has moved, divorced her husband, all of that. And she's only 17. She doesn't have anywhere to go. And she has to figure this out on the fly. And then when they all talk about it later as these three generations, the grandmother's like, no, you were 18. All my kids had left home. I didn't have any other kids to worry about except your sister. 
And she was like, I definitely was still a kid. I had nowhere else to go. So just like those, you know, discrepancies in memory can greatly impact how you feel about each other and how you feel about certain moments you know, that were really pivotal in your relationship. Absolutely. Those memories are kind of often a cornerstone of how we perceive our parents and how mm-hmm. we uh, are, are a mother, uh, are perceived as a mother. Mm-hmm. Caitlin, let's go back to you. What is the next uh, a book, uh, maybe even a graphic novel that is on your list? Oh, Greg, it's like you know my list. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to be talking about a graphic novel for my next one. It's called Go to Sleep, I Miss You by Lucy Nisley. Um, many of you may be already familiar with Lucy Nisley. Uh, she has a profession of writing graphic memoirs. Um, she started with tribal, travel logs when she first graduated from um, school and some of her adventures, and she has done various um, exploration of cuisines, and then she transitioned to memoirs on being a bride, uh, and then she has one on on pregnancy, and then finally her one that's on um, parenthood, and that is called Go to Sleep, I Miss You. And again, I think this is such a great title. Um, I don't know about you, but I am definitely one of those moms who battles to get my kids to sleep at the end of the day. But then as soon as they're asleep, I you you know, miss them. I miss them. So mm-hmm. is that is that dichotomy between the, the struggle and the need for rest and recharging? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so as we've already said, this is a graphic novel. And the pictures in this book are so perfectly capture um, the messiness that is parenting a newborn. Um, Lucy Nisley spends a lot of time addressing feeding specifically, both uh, nursing and solid foods. And there are some things that are just really better expressed through pictures. Uh, She also draws pictures of some of the hilariously imaginative uh, inventions that she wished existed, things like... um, a magic baby slide that you just slip your baby down and all of a sudden they land into their onesie without all the struggles of, <laughs> of trying to get that baby dressed with their 12 arms that all of a sudden magically appear. Yes. Um, she's also super dep- uh, self-deprecating. Um, she wrote at one point that she spent much of her pregnancy worrying that having a baby would derail her work, her important comic book work. Um, so it's just kind of that type of humor. But yeah. I, I do think it is important um, because it helps moms to connect and to um, to share some of those experiences that feel so personal, um, but to know that other people have gone through them, too. Uh, and I also want to add that the style of communicating through pictures is perfect um, for depicting a lot of those insecurities that we have because you can just add a little thought bubble um, or 14 thought bubbles with all of those sometimes irrational thoughts that you're having but that again are super relatable now does this uh, work does it is there one kind of through line throughout the entire uh, work or is it more kind of like vignettes and essays kind of in that graphic novel format it is more of like vignettes and essays um, which again makes it really easy to digest Mm -hmm. in a short increment you don't have to 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 read the whole thing through. There's not an overarching story arc, so you can pick it up when you have the time. You can get a chuckle, and then you can go back to the grind. That sounds great. Let's tell. Let's switch to a. Let's let's switch the mood up. What is the next item that you have to talk about today? So my next one is called Small Animals by Kim Brooks, and it is a little more controversial. This is one about a woman who left her four-year-old son in the car for about 15 minutes while she ran into Target to buy some headphones before they were about to get on the plane. Um, And when she got back later, 15 minutes had passed, windows were open, beautiful day, and she sees a woman taking pictures of her son sitting alone in the car. 
so that all happens in about the first 35 pages. Um, we then discover that she has been turned into Child Protective Services for child endangerment. And she spends the remaining 200 pages of the book with a hybrid style of writing that is part memoir detailing the hell that she went through for the next year um, and part research and social commentary on the culture of fear that surrounds parenting. And uh, this isn't just fear of what might happen to your kids, but fear of what other people, uh, especially other parents, uh, might think and how they may judge you and your decisions. Uh, and in the book, Kim, Bro uh, Kim Brooks interviews experts and cites a bunch of numbers to support her message, uh, almost taking like an e economics approach to critiquing parenthood, which is similar to how like Emily Oster does her books with things like Expecting Better and mm -hmm. Crib Sheets. Um, and one of the reasons that I included this book in this discussion is because it's an example of a style of memoir writing that blends the author's own interests and agenda with their own life. And whether you agree or disagree with what she's doing and what she's saying um, or fall somewhere in the middle, kind of like I do, um, the style of uh, part autobiographical and part research book is just an interesting twist on the traditional memoir. I was going to say, she really seems like she's bringing in kind of uh, not only research, but also kind of societal expectations into the mix. So it's not just the the mother and the child their relationship but it's like child protective services and strangers who happen to r walk in and see this you get to see other perspectives enter into the mix and definitely cloud the cloud the waters there exactly okay well kelsey let's get back to you what is the next book on your list that you want to talk about today yeah the next one i have is called and now we have everything on motherhood before i was ready by megan o'connell um it also really talks about societal expectations of parents and motherhood and um the author has to reconcile with a surprise pregnancy you know before she's uh, and her partner were actually ready to have kids um she has to reconcile like with what it means to be a modern woman who's supposed to want a career and not want to have kids but who actually secretly does want to have kids but also wants to have a career and she writes about how her birth experience didn't go the way she planned with an emergency C-section, mm -hmm. um, having to adjust to life with a newborn and how it impacted life with her partner. Um, I think my favorite thing that she says in the whole book is a quote that says, what if instead of worrying about scaring pregnant women, people told them the truth? What if pregnant women were treated like thinking adults? What if everyone worried less about giving women a bad impression of motherhood? Which I so appreciate, because motherhood is beautiful and a blessing like everybody tells you it's going to be, but it's also so much harder than anybody tells you it's going Absolutely. to be. Absolutely, and memoirs like this give us a peek under the hood mm -hmm. of that reality for folks. Let's go ahead and move to our next one. Uh, what's the next one you want to talk about today? All right, uh, my last one is called Mother Noise by Cindy House. Uh, Cindy House is an essayist, a short story writer, regular opener for David Sedaris when he's on tour. Okay. Um, this book is also written essay style, but I feel like it flows really well for an essay style book. Um, the author, Cindy House, spent most of her 20s addicted to heroin and was in and out of rehab several times before it stuck. And she has to grapple with the when and how to tell the, her child about this. Um, she never, never debates whether or not she should tell him. She knows that she has to, but... It's mostly about the how do I tell him, when do I tell him, when is he old enough, what's he going to think of me after I share this part of me with him, et cetera. Yeah, it sounds like it's a little bit more of an intense, but a really important look at kind of more of an unconventional mm -hmm. um, side of motherhood. Yeah, for sure. It was um, kind of intense. She definitely details um, 
a lot of her addiction. So that is kind of hard to read, but it was written so, so well. It was a beautiful mm-hmm. story. And um, I think it's important too, because we all have flawed parts of ourselves that eventually we will have to or should probably share with our children. Absolutely. And Caitlin, let's go ahead and wrap this up. What's the uh, next book that you have for us? My last one for today is another controversial one. It is called Once a Girl, Always a Boy by Joe Ivester. Um, This is yet another perspective of motherhood, whereas the other books we've been talking about kind of cover motherhood during the early years of of one's life. Uh, Once a Girl, Always a Boy covers nearly 30 years of motherhood. It is uh, in it. Joe uh, Ivester tells the story of um, her experience with her transgender son, Um, and she also interviews other members of her family, including her transgender son, uh, on all of their experiences and perspectives over the years. Uh, And it's really interesting perspective because more and more literature is coming out on the transgender experience, but we haven't caught up yet with the support for families. Uh, And in this book, Joe sheds light on some of the uncertainties that she had. Um, Things like, do I still refer to my kid as my daughter when talking about them when they were still presenting as female? Mm -hmm. Or do I go back retrospectively and always refer to them with male pronouns? Um, She also lets herself feel some of those losses that are hard to admit when you're trying to be supportive. Things like reconciling that she would never get to experience her child being pregnant when that's something that she'd always hoped for. So like with our other memoirs today, uh, this book brings to light some of those honest, raw, vulnerable feelings that are so hard to admit and talk about, but that other moms are probably struggling through also. And it takes a lot of humility to admit that you don't understand something, but that you want to and that you are trying. That sounds like an amazing, powerful, necessary read. And uh, thank you so much for uh, sharing that with us. Uh, you too, Kelsey. Um, I thank you so much for uh, for coming and uh, joining us here on the Collection Deep Dive. Um, I do want to, to recommend one more title before we go. This is a book called Class, a memoir of motherhood, hunger, and higher education by Stephanie Land. This is going to be out early November. Uh, you might recognize her name. She was the author of Made, which was a breakout hit in 2019 that was also a, developed into a Netflix show about uh, about a woman who had gotten uh, pregnant and uh, had to derail her uh, college aspirations and work as a maid uh, and kind of see the underside of the service industry and how she was perceived by those around her. This novel, or the, excuse me, this memoir continues her story being a, a young mother through uh, through the educational system, or higher, she's pursuing her degree, trying to make classes and find babysitting and childcare at the same time, working on uh, group projects. Um, it is uh, powerful and enlightening, just like Made was. So, if it's something that you're interested in, definitely put a hold on it. And uh, this and all of our selections are going to be in the show notes. So, if you want to place those holds, please do so. Dave, Charles. Thank you so much for having us here. Don't go anywhere. There's more Joko Library Uncovered to come. So in early January 2021, I lost my mother, Lois Carson. Uh, She was born on her father's 40th birthday, February 1st, 1939, in the front room of a family farmhouse near Driftwood, Oklahoma. And she was the youngest and only girl of five children. 
She loved to read. I mean, seriously, she had, she would come to the library and get just a crazy stack of books. And, you know, some people like TV. She loved books and that was her thing. That was her love. Um, she was a, a big leader in her church and was a president of, um, you know, uh, organization in her church that was statewide and even uh, had some impact nationally. And so she loved music and singing and her family, games and puzzles and traveling. And she did a lot of big things despite coming from such a tiny place. And hers is a memoir that I would love to read. So to conclude today's topic, I implore all of you listeners who still have your mother, give them a call. Ask them to share their story, even if you've heard it a million times. And with that, we conclude our 2023 season. Yay! <laughs> Joko Library Uncovered. If you enjoyed today's topic, you might just be interested in these recommendations from our collection. First up, Charles Choices. So the first one of these that I picked is I Love You, But I've Chosen Darkness by Claire Vey Watkins. That's a great title. It is. And it's it's a great book. It's It's part... Memoir, part fictionalized memoir. So okay. um, the author, th their dad was actually involved in the Manson family. Yeah. And kind of an absentee mother. And so this is a collection of her essays kind of coming to grips with her childhood and having that going on around her and wow. her own motherhood and how she is trying to be a parent. And it's, it can be heavy in points, but it's also funny and it's, it's a great one. I, I really enjoyed that one. Sounds fascinating. And then the other one is probably a little, <laughs> a little bit off of the, the mark for this, but maybe not. Um, the Alpha Female Wolf, The Fierce Legacy of Yellowstone's 06 by Rick McIntyre. So Rick McIntyre is a wolf biologist who has studied in Yellowstone and was there at the introduction, the reintroduction of wolves to Yellowstone. Um, he studied them. He took copious notes, was there every day watching the wolves. And Yellowstone's 06 was one of the most famous female wolves that uh, did not have a pack at, at first. So once mm -hmm. she split off on her own away from her parents, she was a strong enough and capable enough wolf that she could kill full-grown bull elk by herself. So she refused suitors from the other wolf packs and kind of a story about a strong, independent wolf yeah. that she didn't need any any male wolves around. She was the alpha by herself. So Nice. Um, I thought that was a, a good fit for that. I, I got to say, I, I love the Charles choices for the entire season, but uh, each time... You uh, you bend the uh, theme just a bit, just and I love it because I, I would not have expected the alpha female wolf, yeah. the fierce legacy of Yellowstone. That's great. And next up is a Dave's double feature. 
we invite you to visit the streaming video section of our e-library. That's jocolibrary.org slash e-library. And I invite you to check out Canopy. If you haven't checked out Canopy, why, why not? I mean, <laughs> we've, up for a whole season, we're like, hey, go check out Canopy. Try Canopy. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff there. For sure. You can watch 10 free films a month, and they're all high quality, including this mother-daughter relationship movie called Lady Bird. It's about the relationship of a teenager on uh, the verge of big changes and all kinds of opportunities and challenges, all while the mother is kind of navigating her feelings and, and being a parent and dealing with her daughter's desire for independence, but also being really afraid about being a- abandoned, you know, anybody that's been in the empty nest situation can can relate. Great movie, Lady Bird. And pop over to uh, the DVD section in the stacks and look for All About My Mother, uh, which is a 1999 film from the acclaimed Spanish film director, Pedro Almodovar. Have you ever seen an Almodovar film? I don't oh believe my gosh. so. No. Start off with women uh, on the verge of a nervous breakdown and then okay. watch every film <laughs> until, until the present. Uh, including All About My Mother. Including All About <laughs> My Mother, which is a film that's part of the Criterion Collection, and it won okay. the Oscar, BAFTA, and Golden Globe for Best Foreign Film, and it <laughs> stars Penelope Cruz and if you've ever seen an Almodovar film you know it's not really easy to explain because the plot you just can't sum it up with all the twists and coincidences and surprises and turns and the characters are always just kind of nutty but very realistic and you're you're right there with them because they are so well maybe because I'm nutty and anyways those are my two films uh Ladybird and All About My Mother. Well, for a full list of those book report recommendations, you can find them on our webpage, jocolibrary.org slash uncovered. Joko Library Uncovered is a production of Johnson County Library and is recorded at the Central Resource Library in Overland Park, Kansas. We would love to read your thoughtful emails at uncovered at jocolibrary.org. Join our online conversation at facebook.com slash jocolibrary. Look for us on Twitter at jocolibrary. Our website is jocolibrary.org. Subscribe to Joko Library Uncovered through your favorite podcatcher or go to jocolibrary.podbean.com. Thanks for listening and come back in two weeks for more Joko Library Uncovered. <laughs>